This is the day the Lord has made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is yours truly, Elder Richard Pittman Jr., and I'm so glad and so excited that you've come back yet again to the Survival Toolbox podcast. I am excited. I am joyful. I am happy that the Lord has given me a chance to say something on his behalf, and I I hope that I say something that is of relevance to you and your family and your circle. Share this to all the people that you know. Let this be your word on this week, on this day, in this moment. I'm so glad that you're here with me. This is episode six um, of a brand new podcast. This is my first time uh, podcasting as far as having consecutive episodes. So I am really uh, going by the leading of the Lord. Uh, In the Bible, uh, Jesus tells the young man that asks him about how holy he is and tells the young man, uh, well, if, if you are so good, drop everything and follow me. I dropped everything and I'm now following Christ. And so uh, I am, I'm happy that I made this decision because I'm now connected to the author of my story. And because he knows what the middle chapters are about and because he knows about the next steps and because he knows where I need to be and what I need to do and how I need to act, I'm glad that I have that direction in my life. Today, I want to get on something very much so specific. And I I want to begin by quoting John 3.16. See, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his ever-begotten Son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is our banner. The banner of Christianity is that God the Father gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. That no longer did we have to wait on a priest to go into the temple for our atoning of sin. But now we can go in humbly but boldly to the throne and ask for our own forgiveness. Not only that, we can pray. We can have the power of the Holy Spirit down on the inside of us to cast out demons, to do the commission, to go make other disciples, to heal the sick, to save the lost, to heal blind eyes, to have deaf ears, to to come to life again and to be able to hear again, to have lame legs, be able to walk again, to give hope and healing to a land that needs it, to be a light in a dark world. For God so loved the world that he gave his ever begotten son. I want to I wanted to say that. Because. Jesus died for everyone, whether you believe in him or whether you don't. Jesus died. A death that was meant for all of us. And this isn't trying to be horrific in, in what I preach, but e- Ephesians 2 let, lets us know, if you read the first couple of verses, it lets us know that we aren't good ourselves. 
we are so messed up that we actually deserve nothing because God is so holy and he's, he, he, he gives us a multiplicity of chances. We don't deserve what we have, but because of the grace and mercy of God, because he is so merciful, he allows us chance after chance after chance. Jesus told the disciples to forgive your brother seven, seven times 70. It's not for you to actually do the math. It's for you to understand that you need to forgive many, many times in one day. That's the love that is extended to us. And not even just in a day, but in a week, in a month, in a year, in years, in decades. We can keep going with time. Jesus keeps forgiving us. And it's it's important that that we understand the plight of what the Bible is trying to tell us about salvation and Jesus Christ. See, in Revelations chapter 13. There's a verse. That you can go read for yourself. And it's it's. It's important that we we really get into the Bible with this one because I'm trying to get somebody to see that there's a doorway open for salvation and not just a, 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 a living a saved life but being saved from things that aren't meant for you but that you're walking towards destruction distraction to put you on the path of purpose for God's sake. And that just because you're successful in a field does not mean that's where God wants you to be. God can bless you where you are. But is that where God called you to be? I mean, Peter and his brother Simon were fishers. And that was their business. Jesus has happened to walk up on them on a day where they were struggling. But that was their business. They made money off that. I can only assume that they were successful. They were grown men working a business just like anybody else. But that wasn't the purpose for their life. All they knew was fishing. And guess what God did? God took their same skill. He flipped it. And turned it around for his good. Jesus took their skill. We know the famous line. I will make you fishers of men. Revelations chapter 13, verse 8. I want you to go read it for yourself. It says, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Him being the Antichrist. This is Revelations. This is giving us insight. Whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. In Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. It's telling us that the lamb, Jesus Christ, died before the world was ever formed. Before you could ever date your history, before you could ever date the history of this country, of any other country, of any religion. Jesus died for you. And the thing that we have to get into our heads is that he died 
knowing that you'd have a choice. Jesus died knowing that you could say no. But his love is so deep that he decided I'm going to go ahead and lay my life down because even he said nobody nobody takes my life, but I lay it down. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he cares. This this is a a a peculiar topic to talk about because for some reason I believe that Christians get on this walk and we feel like this this particular topic is like for the babes in Christ. Like your first couple of years, this is what you really need to study and stay on and make sure. When in reality, This is a foundational teaching, but an everyday confession. The thing is, we should never outgrow. And specifically, uh, dealing with salvation, we should never outgrow this foundational piece. That the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Of the world, excuse me. And that the love of Jesus Christ sits on the inside of us because he extends his love to us. So all the times that you thought, man, that, you know, that tragic situation should have been me or I was in something bad and I got out or I needed something and God or, you know, something happened and, it you know, it just ended up working out. Or people that know God. I was in something and God got me out. I don't I don't know who's going to be listening to this, but I need you to understand that there is a higher power. That his name is Jesus, that he died for you, that he knows where you are. He knows what's going on. He understands your feelings and emotions. He's not a man that cannot be touched by his infirmity, by your I'm sorry, by your infirmity, by your sickness, by your trouble, because he was once human. So he understands what it means to be tired. He understands what it means to be afraid. He understands what it means to have a mind full of thoughts, no, trying, to, trying to remember or trying to figure out what, what tomorrow may bring. He was human. He understands. And the issue that I take, now this is, this is the real talking point. I know I, I, I spoke for almost 11 minutes just to get here. That was all to set up where I'm going. Now that we know that Jesus died for us, now that we know that that Jesus was the one that gave his life for us, now that we know that the blood was shed, now that we know that everything that we go through, he can feel and he understands. Now that we know that all that we do is really sinful, but because of his mercy and grace, we have a chance at life and that more abundantly. Now that we know that there's a doorway of salvation, that we can be saved. What has happened to the world? And, and I mean currently. Like when you wake up in the morning or in the afternoon or in the nighttime, what is happening to the world? Protests erupting over killings of black and brown men and women. The health care system. I mean, all across the world, the coronavirus trying to figure out how to save people. Millions of folks have died from a virus 
that so many theories are out on about what could be going on in these societies and people are we're supposed to die and 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 we don't know what's going on with vaccines and we're just now getting around to trying to figure out how can we distribute vaccines and get everybody up to date with uh uh getting vaccinated and on top of that still dealing with your mental health your physical health still dealing with your pursuits in life still dealing with trying to figure out how you're going to make it to tomorrow still trying to figure out how you're going to get to the next job the next juncture the next house how 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 are you figuring life out you're adjusting and because of all these distractions you know one thing the lord told me and this was when uh, a season in my life i just graduated college and i was the most depressed i was depressed afterwards and for what i have no clue but i was highly depressed i just accomplished the feat took me seven years to do it i felt the weight off of me but i was so depressed and this is what god told me he told me richard you are looking at all the distractions and you took your eyes off me what were the distractions? Well, coming out of college, I didn't have a job. Coming out of college, I went back to my parents' house. Coming out of college, I feel like I did not know what I was going to do next. I legitimately woke up the day after my graduation and was like, well, that's all I've been planning for and working towards these past seven years. Now what do I do? I was just depressed. And the thing is, in a situation like that, many of us would go get advice from people. We would go look at TV shows that we usually watch. And sometimes the TV show will talk about what you're going through and you'll take your advice off of a TV show. You'll read a book, you read a magazine, you read a horoscope. You begin to dibble and dabble in things that don't have a concrete foundational based answer to your situation. But you'll trust and believe in it. And I just want to remind you of what the Bible says. Revelations chapter two. Verse four. Nevertheless. I have somewhat against thee because thou has left thy first love. Why do we say this? The lamb was slain before the world. God gave his son to die for us and our mistakes. His love extended towards us because that's why he shed his blood. Now, when life hits us and stuff gets hard, we go to everywhere else except to prayer. I mean, have you walked away from your first love? Think about it, because it doesn't have to be blatant. The issue really with this particular passage of Scripture is that Jesus was talking to the church at Ephesus. And the church of Ephesus knew about Jesus, heard from Paul, knew about Christianity. And matter of fact, if if you could depict it and imagine it, they were having church. 
they were that they they were having programs they were they were setting out in the community and they were you know passing out flyers and you know having having uh food drives and clothes drives and they were helping out their community but the thing that they were missing in which the lord or excuse me what what I've already told you about what the lord told me is that they were missing something because they were caught up in distractions and life begins to happen whether good or bad and the something that they were missing was Jesus so you could walk up on the church and it looks like church and it looks like praise and worship and it looks like preaching and it looks like a good foundational church but when you get down into the cracks of doctrine when you get down to the cracks of worship and their praise when you get down to the cracks of what they're really saying they're missing the anointing of jesus christ they're missing the blood flowing and the power of jesus christ that's why he would come back and say i have somewhat against you because you preach my word you 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 act like you're doing my word but your heart is far from me very far from me. And the ugliest thing that we can be, the ugliest thing that we can be is a representation of a Christ that was holistically vulnerable to us, who died for us. For us to go out and be hypocrites. Now, get let, let's get this one thing straight. A hypocrite is not a person that comes to church, prays and worships, talks about the goodness of Jesus, and admits, I struggle. That's not a hypocrite. That's exactly what the church is for. It is for the person that is inherently sick. We are all sin sick. That's why we need Jesus to clean us up. That's why we need the blood to cleanse us. But I would say, why does snow? But the thing that that we miss out on and that a lot of people do and, 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 and miss out as far as an opportunity to get better is that we come to church, we praise and worship, we do all the good things that church has us do, and we admit, I'm sorry, we don't admit that we're struggling. We say, oh, I'm saved, and I know Jesus, and I know Christ, and then we walk away. And thus we deny his power of getting real salvation in our life. See, can I can I break it down even further? See, the difference between the two is that they still have coming up to do. So we can depict and give them categories. And I would like to set this up as one person that that needs help and one person that doesn't. Excuse me, one person that that thinks they don't. See, the person that 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 needs help. They need 
the blood of Jesus Christ to overwrite the wrongs in our life and giving steps. Which is why the Bible says, come unto me, because Jesus, Jesus can give you steps on how to break out of the issues that you're facing. There are biblical steps to get away from sin. It does, you know, in the Bible, I spoke about it before, you know, uh, it does say flee. Stay away from all sin. So on the one hand, we have somebody that the, the person that's, that admits I am in trouble. And they need help. Then you have somebody that says I don't need help. Because they keep trying to do a job that only God can do. And the Bible also says that Satan blinds those who believe not. When you don't believe God can fix it. Another distraction will be, well, I know I can get myself right. How? How do you think you can get yourself right? If you have an origin of sin, why do you think you're the answer to not sinning anymore? Everything about you screams sin. It is only Jesus and the mercy he gives us that, that allows us to be saved. It's our faith. We have to believe something that's invisible. Your physical body is made from the dirt of a sinful world. Let's go a step deeper. I believe there's two more categories called leaving and losing. And these are for the people that that struggle with Christ and and struggle with the message of Jesus and the salvation of Jesus. See, the problem with the church of Ephesus is that they left the anointing and the power of Jesus. The problem with the church of, at Ephesus is that they, they once knew who Jesus was. And, and see, the thing is, that is more offensive than altogether just losing Jesus or losing your salvation. Because leaving, leaving admits that I know who you are and you're not good enough. You know it exists. You know it's there. You know God is still stretching his hand to you and you admit, you admit it, you're not good enough. And, you know, because of life situations and life's downturns and flips arounds and all the things that we go through. There's points in time. Where people will leave. They'll leave Jesus. They'll 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 leave God. And they'll say it was too hard. It was too tough. I know where to find you, but I'm leaving. But on the second hand, you have. Losing. As in, I, 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 I lost my way. It's it's not that you wanted to leave them. It's that you got so caught up in what, once again, the distractions of life. 
that you just lost your way. Don't leave them. Don't be like the church of Ephesus that decided to leave. Because the person that lost them, you can always go back and find them. There are moments and times along this walk that you may lose your way. And take it from me, there's moments in time, even as a preacher, I've lost my way. My so-called quote-unquote claim to fame is that I am a sinner saved by grace. And every day is a fight, and every day I'm learning, and every day I'm seeing that I need to work on me. I'm not perfect. I don't think anybody would tell you that I'm perfect. And just like anybody else, I have a long, long list of folks who love me and encourage me and uplift me. And I have a long list of folks that probably want to see me fail, that probably don't like me for things that I've done in my imperfection. That rightfully so, even with apology, they still don't like me. But see. In those times, I found that I lost my way. And the good thing about me losing my way is that if I just remembered who Jesus is, I can get back on track to my path of where I was going. See, we, we're dealing with the church now and the younger church now that is left. They know where God is at, but they've left God. They've gotten into worldly things. Things they know aren't right, but because it's trendy, because it's new, because it's something that everybody else is doing, they want to do it. And in the time and place of cancel culture, people are trying to cancel the church. Everything and everyone else can get forgiveness but the church. But see, I'm beginning to realize it's that through revelation. It's how the church grows. The church wouldn't be where it is today if it weren't for revelation. There is a shift happening right now with the church. And it's not just everybody going to social media. It's simply put, there's a shift. A revelatory reconciliation going on and what the Lord is calling us to do is invite in back invite in and invite back everybody we've heard it excuse me everybody we've hurt bring them back in dig deep into the Bible show them first the love of Christ then show them what it takes to walk this walk and then set out plans because the issue that the church has is that we're letting people leave the faith. And we're not giving them a path back. And in the same right, we have to have workable tools in order to have progression, in order to have sanctification, in order to get out of justification. And get into glorification, you have to have a set out plan.
The Bible already told us my people perish for the lack of knowledge. If we begin to look at the word. Nowhere in the Bible does it say. That anybody on earth. Has no way of finding salvation. There's one sin blaspheming the Holy Spirit that you can't come back from. But if that is not the case in your life. Then you have a shot at Christ and a shot at life that more abundantly. Salvation. It's a simple yes or no. And I feel like I just needed to remind somebody. No matter if you have simply just left. Or you've just lost your way. I need to tell you that Jesus is still calling for you. See, the statement itself that I have something against you, I have somewhat against you because you've left your first love. Jesus is still showing love. He'd rather tell you you've walked away than to be quiet and allow you to sit away and wart away and rust away because you decided to leave him. He's not like us. It's important because as a young Christian, I struggled a lot. I made a lot of mistakes and I wanted to walk away. I wanted to leave. And in the hardest way, I had to figure out how can I navigate this? And one day, and hopefully soon, but one day I will discuss how I did get out. But I'm realizing I don't want to just discuss and not have action plans. So what is the tool? What is the tool that I should put inside the survival toolbox for today? I want you to know the difference between leaving and losing. See, leaving is for the hypocrite, the person that wants to admit that they did no wrong, that nothing is wrong, and that apparently they don't need any help. But I need you to have somebody that loses their religion and gains their salvation. See, I can lose my way, but I want to gain his. I can lose my common sense, but I want to gain my faith in Jesus Christ. Lose yourself in him. That's what you need to do. He will show you. He will bring you to the Bible. And in the same way, I mean, Moses said it in the Bible. This isn't verbatim, but essentially Moses said, you all look at me as a prophet. God can talk to you, too. God can talk to you just like you hear my voice. He can talk to you, too. Thank you for coming to the Survivor Toolbox podcast. Let's see Jesus in a better light. Let's come on home. Let's take this journey together. Be blessed.